Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. God is good, amen? Awesome. Welcome to church this morning. It's great to have you here. If this is your first time, my name's Will. I want to welcome you as well. And um, I'm not sure if you got chocolate this morning. Did you get chocolate? Did you? I, was, I wasn't paying attention, sorry. It's like I was just being a, just a normal person in the life of the church who don't, don't pay attention to the, to, <laughs> to the welcome and to the notices. What were the notices again? I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, welcome, welcome this morning. Um, hey, I, I do, I do want to um, just reiterate um, what Pastor Deirdre was talking about. A couple of the events that are coming up in the life of the church—they're they're really there to help equip us to do life well. Uh, the 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 um, the mental health and resilience training with with Jordan is is, is actually off the chart. It's really, really, it's amazing. It's, it's great because. He puts, puts some of the stuff that's going on in our heads and in our spaces into normal language that we can understand and that we can then uh, help relate to ourselves, but then help relate to others and to demystify stuff that's going on. It's not a, it's not a wrong thing to want to ask, to ask for help around stuff that might, might be a little bit not quite um, healthy in our thinking and in our understanding, and it's a good thing. And just like as we would go to a doctor for any injury or any situation, uh, our, our mind and our mental health is the same thing. We need to go to uh, get help around those things. And so can I just encourage you to um, register for that? Um, we are putting a cost on it because it does cost. Um, we're not making any money on it, but we're, we're bringing this in to help equip uh, our city for Jesus. Amen. And, and just to help be healthy humans. And so um, come along to that. Uh, as always, if there is anyone um, that you're wanting to bring along, but the finances is an issue, um, you, have the, you have the ability to bring them along for free. But also you have the ability to pay for them. Amen. <laughs> so we, we, don't want, we don't want any barrier to be an issue. And so because this is a big issue and... Um, and yeah, it's heading home a little bit for me this morning, excuse me. Mental health is a big thing. And I was trying to get this out and worship. Yeah, I appreciate your love. Um, but if we can help people get through some of the thinking that's going wrong, it'll, it'll, it'll help them with their lives, Amen. Worship team, you might need to sing another song. <laughs> awesome. And then, and then let's segue on to another topic that'll help me out. Um, uh, open heaven. What an amazing opportunity as believers and followers of Christ to come together and pray over our city and to believe just for an open heaven over our city to to believe for the power of God to come and move. And many people speak about revival and all that sort of stuff. And, and I'm praying for revival as well. But I'm also believing that we're already in a revival. I'm in the only revival I know about right now. My life and, and, and your life. And so if we could come together and say, come on, God. 
open up the heavens over our city, over our nation, and believe for a move of God and, and to come and um, do some things. And so can I encourage you, um, one of the easiest ways that you can help us with this is um, to support it through social media. Like, share, um, tag people, um, even write down on the, in the interested thing saying, hey, I'm going, because um, the first 1,600 people are actually going to be going. Once we get over 1,600 people, the doors are going to be shut because uh, of health and safety and all that sort of stuff. And so we're actually trying to also help us navigate how many people are going to be going to it as well. And so um, can I encourage you to come along and make it, make it something that is really purposeful in your life and, and passionate about praying together with other churches. Amen. That church, that church. Um, I like it that there's lots of different um, flavors of ice cream at Rub Roy, but everyone comes away refreshed after you've had your ice cream, right? As church is a little bit like that. You know, there's lots of different flavors and types, but hopefully as we all come together, people are going to come away refreshed um, by praying together as well. And so don't miss out. It's going to be a good time. Cool? Awesome. All right. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. All right. We're going to get into it this morning. Uh, we're starting a new series called Com the, 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 We're Commissioned. Look at that. Uh, 1970s aircrafts. Who wants to? No, no anyway. Um, we're, we're commissioned. Who knows that we're commissioned? It's interesting. What are we commissioned? Why are we commissioned? What are we commissioned for? Um, in, in all four of the Gospels, in Matthew, it's probably the more famous known scripture. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through to 19, and it's titled in your Bible, if you've got a, uh, it will be on your glowing one as well, or your scrolling one. It's called the Great Commission. The Great Commission. And it's the best commission. It's the greatest thing that we could ever be a part of. And, and it's, I'll read it out of Matthew chapter 28. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and Luke, again, at the end of the, books of, in the end of the chapters of Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 24, it says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And anyone who believes is baptized and will be saved, but anyone who refuses will be condemned. And, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and oh, did we do Luke? We haven't done Luke yet. Or did we do Luke? Oh, so we did, I was trying to do an order, Matthew, Mark. Oh, I forgot Mark. Well, I actually did do Mark, but I titled it wrong. Okay, for all those people out there, I've just messed up all your notes. Scratch it out, delete it. So Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter 16, now Luke chapter 24. It is also written that this message will be proclaimed. It'll be voiced, it'll be noised in the, in the authority of his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem and going on. Therefore, if, if there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent, um, you are witnesses of all these things. And then in John chapter 20, again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Then he breathed on them. And they received the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus, Jesus spent his time on earth getting, getting the disciples to a level that he was like, they're ready. 
They're ready. And, 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 and all four Gospels, he's, the last thing, the last thing that he's actually saying is like, hey, now, the, now the, 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 the idea here, the whole, the bigger picture here is we're going to use this small, small, small group of people to do, now go and proclaim the good news to the rest of the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure they didn't, weren't able to Google what was the, um, you know, the size of the world back then. Um, and now we get to know it's around about 8 billion people. Can we imagine right back then how many people were on the face of the planet and the idea and the concept of going, okay, we're going to use us to reach the world. That's a massive deal. That's a big job. What have I said? We, we wanted to go and fill the stadium with water today. Everyone's like, what? You're an idiot. I mean, I wonder how you would respond to something like this as well. But, you know, when there's something that was spent time with Jesus doing, and then he said, I want you to now go. I pray there's an excitement in your heart. I pray there's something. He spent this whole time training and teaching the, the disciples to now proclaim the word of God. The gospel is here, that to repent of our sins because heaven is here, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus is for you. Have you ever been sent to do something you've been unsure of what to do? Have you been asked to do something or maybe it's you're, you've, you've been doing, doing some training and suddenly you're now allowed to go and do it by yourself? Who, who enjoys going to the dental school? Anyone going like, don't, no, I don't like going to the dental school. I like going to the dentist. Because the dentist has, has practiced. That's why they, I've always wondered why they call it a dental practice. Or a doctor's, anyway, moving on. But I like going to someone who knows what they're doing. But when it came to the disciples, they didn't know what they're doing. They, they'd never done it before. They never reached out. They never proclaimed the gospel. And so this morning, if you feel like, oh man, the great commission that Jesus is asking me to go and share the gospel, and you don't know what you're doing, that's okay. That's okay. I remember, I remember going all the way back 15 years now to um, when, the, when the national leadership team asked us to lead a church. I was like, that's funny. Like We got ordained and, and inducted into the church and mastered them, never preached a message, never, never led a service. I'm like, what, what are we doing? I would love to go back in time. Actually, no, I wouldn't like to go back in time. And, um, you know, but by God's grace, um, something's sort of happened. Something sort of worked. But a lot of times we, 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 we won't go and do something because we think we have to be perfect at it. Can, can I encourage you this morning? You're not perfect. You, you, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes, you're gonna also, but that doesn't mean the kingdom of God and the gospel doesn't work. The gospel will work. The gospel works. Um, so, so what does it mean to be commissioned? What does it mean? The, the whole concept around commissioning is that you're being charged. He's, Jesus was charging the disciples. Here, here's the charge that I give to, I give to you. Go and preach the gospel. Go and spare the gospel. The whole concept was that he's, he's charging you. Have you ever, um, and to charge something is to, is to put weight or honor behind something. 
Have you ever been to a wedding and there's been toasts, right? And what do people say before the glass? They say, charge your glass. They say, charge your glass because you, the glass has got to have, you've got to toast with something, right? And so who's ever been to a wedding where there's been 4,000 toasts? And you're like, ah, or not like, ah, <laughs> as in drunk, but more like, ah, another one. Excuse me, just had to clarify that right now. <laughs> but but and, and you're like, no, no, the thing is, is that it is to charge something is to put honor, is to put weight behind something. And so when someone says, hey, to the bride or the groom, then your glass is charged, you're putting honor and putting weight behind the toast of that couple and their marriage. Um, you know, and then you can put honor and weight behind the bridesmaids and all, all the other things. And anyway... But that's the whole concept is when you've been commissioned, you've been charged with an authority. In the law, you, you know, if you break the law, you get charged. And why? Because the Lord creates a boundary so that we can live in a society of hopefully good and able people. But there's an authority behind being charged. I want to encourage you this morning that God has charged you. That God has called you, but there's a charge in your life. It's called the anointing of God. It's called the Holy Spirit in your life. When you gave your heart to Jesus, when you opened up your life to Jesus and you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, the power of God came on your life. Now, yeah, you can go further and we can talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but that's a different topic for another day. But you've been charged, you've been anointed, you've been called by God. And so this morning, if you're sitting there, I don't know how to do this. You just got to rely that you've been charged by Jesus. You've been anointed by God. You get into a situation and you like stumble over your words and you mess around. And you're like, oh man, I needed to deliver it like the person, that amazing person who closes other services on a Sunday and people lift their hands and all that sort of stuff. No, you don't. You just got to be available. Uh, 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 open your mouth, and you can be amazed at what Jesus does for you, and how how the Lord uses you, and how how God wants to encourage you. You know, in First First Corinthians chapter three, verses nine through ten, in in the Passion translation this morning, it says this: We are co-workers with God. And you are God's cultivated garden, the house He is building. God has given me unique gifts as a skilled master builder who lays a good foundation. Afterwards, another craftsman comes and builds on it. So builders beware. Let every builder do work carefully according to God's standards. Let's go back to the top there. It says, we are co-workers with God. We have been given unique gifts. Every single one of us have been given unique gifts. Every single one of us has been charged by God. What's your gift? What is your gift? Write it down. Put it in your notes. What is it? Maybe you don't know. You, want to, you know an easy way to find out what your gifts are? Look at the fruit of your life. Look at, ask someone else if you don't know. Hey, what do you think? The call, what do you think the grace is? What do you think the anointing is? What do you think Jesus has charged me with? And you'll find out through that. You've been given unique gifts. 
When God has called you, He has charged you, He's honoured you, He's put weight behind you, He's anointed you this morning. Can, can someone get excited about the gift on their life this morning? Sometimes you might not think, well, really? Much like our own story. I was the production guy, just pushing boxes. It was great. I always like to say this because production was easy. If the box didn't go where you told it to go, you just kicked it. Real different from pastoring. Real different. And I love just serving, pushing boxes, moving it around so someone else could get on the microphone and preach and share. And I love, love big events. We're in different places in London and we'd be looking out at the end of the service, seeing who's responding to Jesus. That was what we loved doing. But then God chose different things and he put honor and he put weight behind different gifts on our lives and we stepped out of it. The, the, the great commission is, is an anointing and it's an invitation by God and it's an honoring and a weight on your life. But here's the thing is, well, you've got to choose to accept it. We've got to choose to receive. We've got to choose to step into it. Everyone knows the parable of the talents. Well, some was given five, some was given two, some was given one. Well, the, only, the, the main thing about that story is not about the, 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 the reward or the, or the it was whether we, that person chose to use what was given. You know, don't be the person who buries their talent and gift into the sand, but be the person who uses their gift to honor the Lord this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. Says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but the same, but we serve the same Lord. For God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Spiritual gifts is given to each of us so we can help each other. Amen. Spiritual gifts are given to each of us so we can help each other. Have you, I don't know about you, but this, this might relate to half the audience. It might relate to all of it. I'm not sure. But um, have you ever had a socket set and you open it up and one size is missing? And it's the size that you need. It's the one size that you needed to go and undo that nut or that bolt and all that. And it's missing. Have you, you know, I don't know about you, but that's frustrating. That's so frustrating what about the, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be so, such, so frustrating in the, in the church and in the body of Christ that this, 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 this tool, this, 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 this was needed, but it was missing. Don't, don't be the, don't be the tool that's missing out of the toolbox this morning. Maybe I needed to get, write my illustrations down rather than making them up in the moment. But like sometimes, don't you hate not being able to find something? You know, in our house, we're like, where are the scissors? Oh, yeah, there we go. I just got the half the half of the church. Where are the scissors? Find the scissors. Okay, nail clippers, nail clippers. Anyone else? What else is always missing in your household? Tweezers. Okay. All right, I know we need to flick it back on the other side. But, but don't you hate it when something's missing? We hate it when something's missing. In the church, in the kingdom, don't be something missing. Don't be buried. Don't bury the gift and grace in the, in, in the sand. Use what God has placed on your life. And I'm not, and this is everywhere in life. It's not just on a Sunday. 
This is use what God's placed. If you're an encouraging person, encourage someone. Wake up in the morning and think, the mandate today is how many people am I going to encourage? How many, if I'm a, if a faith person, how much faith am I going to release into people's lives? Like, let, let's do stuff with our life that's going to see the great commission of God move in our nation. If you've got different gifts, come on this morning. I want to encourage you. Let's dust them off. Dust them off because you're, you're amazing. You've been charged by God. You've been anointed by God. He's put His weight behind you. You know, a lot of the times, though, we, we can sort of agree in our head. We can agree in our head that the love of God is on our life, and we've, we're saved, our salvation is in Christ Jesus, and, and we've repented, and we've given to Him, and we've taken, He's taken all of our sin on the cross. And, but it, it really is, it is quite a big stumbling block for them people to pick up their cross and say, God, use me with my life. Use me. I give you my life. You know, I, I always love the story when, it, when, when the Lord called Moses. Moses was just a, well, read the whole, whole story of Moses, but Moses was in a place where he'd run because he'd, um, he'd, he'd killed someone and he'd run into the back of the desert. He was hiding. Things hadn't gone quite right, but then one day as he was walking along, let's read it out of Exodus chapter 3. One day as Moses was tending the flocks of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared at it in amazement. Through the bush, Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called him from the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and Moses says, here I am. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals for you're standing on holy ground. I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen. I stopped it there because, you know, the Lord's seen everything. In this phrase, it actually goes on to say, I've certainly seen the oppression of my people. But, but God, in this, in this act of calling someone who had a gift and an anointing and a charge on his life, you go back and you see how Moses' life was spared as a young age, because of a situation, again, all the young boys were trying to be killed by the king. And so Moses gets put into a basket at a young age and floats down the Nile. And then the, the, the Pharaoh's daughter finds him, gives him back to the mother, and the mother raises him again. And he grows up in Egypt. His life was spared. His life was anointed and charged. But he'd run into the desert because he'd messed up. He'd killed someone. Might have had a good motive behind it because it was it was an Egyptian soldier and was picking on one of the Hebrews as well. Not, there's, not, there's no good motive to kill anyone, by the way. Let's just clear that up as well. But Moses is there and he's just walking in the desert far away from where he was supposed to be. But then God calls out to him again. And he says, you know, Moses... God creates an opportunity to, for 
for Moses' attention. God creates an opportunity for Moses to come a little closer to find out what's going on. Why? Because the Lord says to him, I have certainly seen. I want to tell you this morning, God's calling you. God's anointed you. God's graced you. He's growing you up in the space and the fear and the, and the family and the environment that you've grown up in because he's certainly seen. Don't, don't even neglect where you've come from or what you've, where you've been or whatever. That's all learning. God's now anointed you. He's put weight behind you. He's charging you. He's like, hey, I've certainly seen something going on. And so now I'm sending you. Jesus came onto the earth, the planet earth. Why? Because he's seen. He's seen how sin separates us from God. He's seen the destruction of how life was. And he wanted to make a way. And he wanted to bring hope. He wanted to bring a future for people. He, he's seen the oppression of the people and the Messiah came and he gave his life for us and my life and for, for your life as well. Come on, he's seen. He's seen your neighbor. He's seen your workplace. He's seen your family. He's seen. He's seen it all. He knows what's going on. And he's just like, hey, you know what? For you, Moses, I know, I know you're hurting. I know you're even run away, far away. So I'm going to have to do something a, a little bit spectacular to get your attention. So I'm going to light a bush. The Lord says to himself, hey, let's light a bush. But we'll make it that this bush is not going to burn out. And we'll, 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 we'll get Moses' attention that way. Moses starts seeing it. Moses stands in amazement. I think that when it comes to the Great Commission, when was the last time we stood in amazement? When was the last time we just stood in the amazement of God? God, you're so amazing. You're so amazing. Your love. Your grace, your forgiveness, the hope that we have, the joy. You're so amazing, God. Because that doesn't burn up. All those things of God doesn't burn up. What burns up is our, our viewpoint. What, what, what burns up is our distance. That's why we say, hey, read your Bible every day. Why? Because it keeps distance short. Pray every day. Why? It keeps distance short. It keeps communing between you and God. Come on, this morning, I want to encourage you. You've been commissioned. You've got weight behind you. He's honoring you. He's charging you. He's even giving a toast to you this morning. You've been commissioned. Moses stared in amazement. and I like this because it says that Moses said to himself, like Moses, himself. Let's go have a look. Let's have a go and have a closer look. Moses said, when they had a close look, I must go and see. Come on, this morning, I want to encourage you. There's a burning bush moment for everyone. It might not be a burning bush, but it'll definitely God will do something to get your attention. 
He'll do something to get your attention to go, you know what, I have to go and see. I have to go and see. I have to go and get closer to Jesus this morning. I have to go and understand him. I must go and see. If you're feeling distant, if you're feeling far away from God, if you feel like you're even out in the back skirts of the desert, come on, let God get your attention. But would you respond by saying, I must go and see. I must go and see. And the Lord saw Moses coming and he says, take, take, a, closer, take a closer look. God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Come on, God's got every one of our names. He's got your name this morning. He's got your name. I can't go around and just say all of your names twice. I'll be here for a while. Come on, he's got your name. He's got your name. Don't think you're insignificant. Don't think you're just a nobody. No, he's got your name. He's got your name. There's times where I know where he's called my name. Will, Will. And there's been moments where I've stood and I've just been amazed. There's been times where I feel like I've been on the outskirts or the backskirts of the desert. Just going, where are you, God? And I've gone searching for him or God sometimes taps me on the shoulder. And, but it's up to me whether I want to draw closer whether I want to get closer to him. Let the amazement of God draw you closer to him this morning. You've all been anointed. You've all been called by God. And so this morning, it's faith. Music team, you guys can jump up. Thank you. Moses, Moses. Come on, just say, you don't have to say it out loud, but in your head, just say your name. God's calling you. He's commissioned you. He's anointed you. But what I've felt, what I've seen over a little bit of history and a little bit of pastoring now for a, a few years is, and also from my own life, I've seen one of the greatest things that will stop someone or slow someone down is the spirit of fear and a spirit of intimidation. It'll always hold people back insecurities, you're not good enough, you don't know what you're doing, whom you, yes, you, no, couldn't be. There's always fear and intimidation that wants to hold you back. So it's great, living in New Zealand, you don't actually even need to have the spirit of fear and intimidation, we just got a spirit of mocking. That's enough to hold people back. We'll just laugh at you. That's, and, and it's just so wrong. And that's why I'm so passionate about Hebrews chapter 10, about meeting together to encourage one another. Amen. Because encouragement goes against the spirit of mockery. But I have seen how fear and timidity holds people back. And you even see the great Elijah prophet. He prays, hey, I'm praying there's going to be no rain. That's a bold prayer. Three and a half years, there's no rain. And then, then there's the spirit of fear and intimidation. And he ends up having to flee. And he covers himself and hides. And I haven't got time to go into the whole story. 
It wasn't until God found him well out in the desert, well away from where he was supposed to be. And he says, now come on, get up. Go to and tell them what's going to happen. So he goes in 1 Kings chapter 18, he goes and tells the king at the time, Ahab, it's going to rain. I'm going to make it rain now. But then it goes on and it tells us the story of the servant. How Elijah then says to the servant, I want you to go and I want you to look out on the horizon. And I want you to tell me if you can see rain clouds. And so the servant gets up, goes on a journey. I don't know how long. I don't know how long it took for that, that journey that day. He goes and looks out on the horizon. Nothing. Comes back. Tells Elijah, nothing. No, couldn't see anything. Blue sky, blue bird day. He's like, go again. All right, servant walks along. Goes, I don't know whether he's got his iPod in or whatever. Singing along to his favorite music, listening to his favorite podcast. Looks out. No, still no rain. Again. 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 Again, again, and finally, one day, looks out, sees a little cloud, just a little cloud, not a big cloud. You live where I live, there's big clouds. I'm living, but he looks out and he just sees a little cloud, a little bit of hope, just a little bit. Just a little bit of wine in the glass. Let's do a toast. And he looks out, he goes back. Yeah, I can see there's a little cloud. And from that time on, the rain came in and poured down and there was a blessing. Over the ground again, it was fertile and it was, grew the crops. You know, this morning, I want to tell you, God wants to get your attention because you've been commissioned, you've been charged, He's got weight and He's got honor behind you. But a lot of the times through fear and intimidation or disappointment, hurt, pain, whatever it is, we just want to wander around in the desert and we're just, okay, God, I know you love me. And we're hanging out in the desert and it's good in the desert because it's just you there and it's very hard for you to hurt yourself. But the desert's not the place where God's called us because it says each and every one of us has been given gifts, what, to help people, not help the brumbleweeds back in the desert, the cactuses. No, we've been anointed to help people. And it's the grace and it's anointing, it's the weight and it's the charge of God on your life. So this series commissioned. We can't even start thinking about what is the job at hand, what is, what is God calling us into without first acknowledging the anointing and the weight and the charge and the grace that is God has put on your life. And so I want to encourage you this morning. We're going to pray. If you feel like you've been wandering around in the desert, out the back, playing it safe, I'm not going to get hurt here. 
Last time I stepped out and look how that happened. A little bit like Moses, last time I, I thought I was doing a good thing. I was standing up for the Hebrew people. And then, the whole, and then it all went wrong. We think we're doing a good thing and disappointment, hurt, shame, intimidation, fear. Like Elijah, I was doing a good thing. Then someone says something against you and you shrink back and you hang out in the desert because that's the safe place. Come on, I, I want to encourage you this morning. Don't hang out in the desert. Let a burning bush this morning come into, the, into your sight. Let, let your name be called from the presence of God this morning. Let the anointing of God refresh you, the, the, the passion in your heart. Can you remember when you first gave Jesus your life? I can. I was in a dusty hall in Redwood Lounge in a little camp called Arancho. I was about 14 years old. We sung a song around, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I remember the love of God and the grace of God coming into my life. I pray you can remember those times. But has it, has it got dusty? Has it got dim? Do I, do I forget about it sometimes and just shrink back into the desert because of world stuff and all of that? Yeah. From this morning is about walking forward, taking a little, another, Moses that said that Moses walked and took another look. Can I encourage you this morning? Take another look. Come close to Jesus and He'll come close to you. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning as we're gonna pray and finish. You might have started this year off great and you might have New Year's resolutions that you're well on the way in and you've still been turning up to the gym and you haven't wasted that gym membership yet. That's awesome. Can I encourage you? This series is about turning up to God and saying, God, here I am. Let Him call your name twice. Moses, Moses. Let him get your attention. Later on in the series, we'll talk about it. How to defeat all the, all the different excuses that we'll have. But this morning is about first turning up to Jesus. It's just first saying, I'm coming to you, Lord. Why? Because the Lord's got a burning bush moment for everyone. And it doesn't matter how many burning bush moments you need, He's got one for you this morning. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.